Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Alistair. Pastor Alistair is the founder of Jesus Christ Ministry International Church with multiple branches in South Africa. He's an evangelist with an outreach ministry called Jesus Savior of the World, bringing healing and deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Jesus Christ Ministry International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel to receive messages every week. Now let's listen to Pastor Alistair. Isn't it amazing that when God moves our human mind can't comprehend or understand what God is doing but all you can know is that God is up to something and that God is doing something amen that's that's all I know amen Matthew chapter 22 I'll do my best to try and preach today uh, and teach you this word um, but I know God is doing something I, I sense his presence I sense his presence so strongly, amen. I sense his presence so strongly. So we're in for a good time today, amen. I want to welcome everybody that is visiting us for the first time, amen. God bless you so much. Thanks so much for visiting us, amen. It is just a blessing to have you. Um, Deline is in the house as well, amen. God bless you, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Um, I see also Annabelle's mother, Sister Jackie, amen, hallelujah. God bless you so much, amen, thanks so much for coming. I see Colin as well, amen, God bless you Colin, nice to have you, amen, hallelujah. Uh, I see my brother Irvin and, his Irvin and his wife, amen, God bless you at the back, amen, God bless you. Sister Caroline, your uh, niece's name, Anissa, am I saying it right, Anissa? Carissa, Sister Caroline, your niece's name, your brother Emmanuel's, pardon? Karenisa, see I was close over there, amen, I was like close. It was also nice to see Sister Peggy and Celine and Teal, did I see Teal? Amen, hallelujah, amen. It's, I think it's been five years they haven't been to church, amen, like five, five years, five years counting, amen. I think I've got some gray hairs already, amen. So anyway, it's so nice to have each and every single one of you all in the presence of the Lord, amen. I'm looking forward to share and teach this word. I see Shanice is right at the back. She's stuck in there. God bless you, Shanice. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Pastor Ramon and them are going to be going to Mia Bank after the fast. It's been a blessing to have them around, amen. So they're going to continue with the work in Mia Bank. So we looking forward to that again, amen. So, have you been blessed, yeah? Amen. You'll enjoy the year, amen. So, praise the Lord, amen. Yesterday, we attempted great things for the Lord, amen. We did 10 openers in one day. 10 openers in one day. Wow. 10 openers in one day. That's an that's a attempt of great things, amen. 10 openers in one day. Yo, yo, that is something else, amen. Ten, I'm saying it again, ten openers in one day. Amen, so <laughs> God is good. The guys were tired, yo. 
they were extremely tired, amen. So we thank God that we're going to attempt greater things, amen, hallelujah. I was, I was, really, uh, I was really blessed, amen, uh, with the outreach and, and the response and what God was doing, amen. So continue to attempt great things for God, hallelujah. I was looking at Lyndon, and when Lyndon was dancing, were you blessed with Lyndon's dance? There's, a, there's, an anointing, there's, an anointing on, there's an anointing on his life, amen. Yeah, there's an anointing on his life. Uh, what I want to do, I'm going to put you on the spot, right? I'm going to put you on the spot. Please, can you and Genesis do a dance tonight? Because uh, as, as I was sitting, as I, like, I like the passion and the... And the face and uh, and you know and the uh, breaking of the hands. When I when I saw him dance like that, it reminded me when I saw Genesis dance as well. And she dances exactly like that as well. So if you're like to stay in the church the whole day to practice, you're more than welcome to stay. But tonight you want to see something awesome. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Matthew chapter twenty-two. Amen. Hallelujah. So I've been teaching you about attempting great things for God. I don't know if it's the, uh, the batteries or what, but we'll just flow with it for now. Just hope that it doesn't mess up with the live recording. Okay. Yeah, just the game. Not too soft where my voice is struggling. Um, can you do it and drop that? Hallelujah. Amen. Drop it more. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are attempting stuff for the Lord. Amen. I couldn't, I, I, we, we pray every five o'clock. Amen. In the morning we pray. 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, we just come together because we are fasting and we are praying. So, we, we have a, a WhatsApp group and we pray together 5 a.m. in the morning. I know that most of you were tired. 5 a.m. you were sleeping, hallelujah, uh, but Sister Zaini and Sister Sandra were online, amen. I joined, I think, at uh, maybe 10 past or quarter past, I'm not sure. I was praying, I was praying because I was really tired, I slept late as well because I had to prepare. So I was praying, 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 I think I fell asleep at some point because most of the times when I pray, I get up and stuff, but this morning my body couldn't get up from the bed. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just couldn't get up. I was tired. So I said, let me pray laying down. Biggest mistake you'll ever make in your life. Praying laying down. I always warn you, don't pray laying down because you're going to fall asleep and it's not going to end up well for you. Amen. So anyway, as I was praying, <laughs> you'll be amazed. As I was praying, I think I'll fall asleep. You never hear me snore. Yeah? No, I never snore, right? Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Because the phone was on, the phone never go off, right? So I know I slipped, though. But anyway, I heard them saying, Amen, Pastor. I think uh, six minutes past ten. I said, Amen, good night. <laughs> I, think my, my, I think when they said, Amen, I woke up. That's when so I'm like, Hey, good night. <laughs> I said, I'm here. And normally I'm the one that says when it's six o'clock, I'm the one that says hallelujah, amen, bless the name of Jesus, uh, see you all later on. Six minutes wait, I heard him say, amen, pastor, see you. I don't know who closed in prayer or, or sisters. <laughs> I 
I'm not teaching you right now about anything with regards to our fast because we're on our year of spirituality. I want to teach you though, in Matthew chapter 22, verses number 35, we've been discussing and we have been talking, attempting great things for God. And what I want to do now is that I want to show you and I want to teach you of how you can attempt to love the Lord. How you can attempt to love the Lord. Now, it's important for you to understand the simple truth that loving somebody is never ever easy. Yes, some people might pretend like loving somebody is easy, uh, but loving an individual is never easy. So when it comes to loving somebody that makes it extremely difficult, for example, how do you love somebody that doesn't like you? How do you love somebody that talks about you? How do you love somebody that is mean to you you understand so when you start to understand what love is and you start to understand that god is love and his nature is love love becomes not so much easy but it's still difficult because people are people and people have issues even within a marriage and a relationship how do you love your partner how do you love your wife how do you love your husband it's not easy to love that's why the scripture says in the book of ephesians i think it is it says husbands love your wives why does he tell us to love because love is not easy why does he say love your neighbor because it's not easy if it was easy for you humanity to love the scripture wouldn't mention it as often as the scripture mentions it about love because most of us interpret love as just words that we say to people. But love is not interpreted according to God's books as the way we say it to people. Because somebody can say they love you today and then stab you in the back tomorrow. Somebody can say they love you today and they adore you and they care for you. And yet just when you leave the church, they can talk about you. You understand? They can gossip about you. But somebody that genuinely loves, you won't gossip about your, your, your friend or your neighbor. Or somebody that genuinely loves, from the position of love, what happens is that they, they radiate or what comes out of them is God's presence and God's nature. Now, when we, we talk about this and we talk about love and we talk about loving one another and, and all of this, we would think that it's elementary teachings of Christianity. When I say elementary teachings, I mean you would think that when we talk about love, it's the basic teachings of Christianity. But I believe that it is one of the highest places of maturity. Or it demonstrates your level of maturity more than you speaking in tongues of angels. Yes. So you would think that somebody is more mature in the spirit. Hey, Hafaro, Libraham. And you hear their tongues and you're like, hey, the sky is deep. You would think that that's the highest level of maturity. 
sorry. You would think that's the highest level of maturity within the individual's life. But for me, how I see the highest level of maturity is love. Because the scripture says you can speak the tongues of angels, but if you have no love, you, your tongues is useless. You can see dreams and have visions and prophecies, but if you have no love. So the highest level of spirituality is love. So if you are going to master in 2023 to become spiritual, it must be first that you must start to walk in love. This is the highest level. I'm talking about attempt to love the Lord. So just bear with me, all right? So it must be that love comes out of you. Not, not, not a hatred, not bitterness, but what? Love comes out of you. But it's a difficult thing to love. Now, you might pretend and say, Oh, me, I'm just a lovable person. Uh, all of me is love. Let me ask your husband about that. Maybe your husband will tell me something else. Oh, me, I love. Let me ask your wife about that. Let me hear what your wife will say. Oh, me, I just radiate love. Let me ask your children. Okay. Oh, me, I radiate love. Let me ask to your neighbors and let me ask your neighbors but pastor you don't know my neighbors they are sent by the devil my neighbors are completely wicked it's difficult to love them but you said you radiate love let me ask your pastor let me ask your family members something's happening with this mic do me a favor um, one of the longest mics if you can just connect it for me so it doesn't give me a problem so ask the people that are closest to you to see if love genuinely radiates from the inside of you. Let me ask them and, and let's find, can I ask some people? No, don't do that, don't worry. And you would find out that even though you say that you love, there are people within your life that see that you love him. You can love everybody else, but they can see that you don't love them. And love is not, love does not show no favoritism. I'm not preaching about, I'm, I'm talking about loving God. Don't worry, I'm, we're spiritual over here. We talk about the things of God, right? So it's, it shows that you love based on condition. He buys me sweets, I love him. They buy me chocolates, I love If he doesn't do this, then I can't show my love. Amen. Just put it on nicely for me before you. All right, cool. Hallelujah. Let me just make sure that I turn it and make it right. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You're okay now, right? So it means and it shows that even though I say I love, but I got favorites. There's favoritism in my love. But love shows no favoritism. The Bible says that while we were yet still sinners, Jesus died. Now, Jesus never just died for the perfect people, Pastor Ramon. He died for the imperfect people. He died for the sinner. He died for the drug dealer. He died for the gangster. He died for the murderer. He died for the thief. He died for the sexual immoral. He died for everyone. 
He died while we were still yet sinners. While we were still yet doing our wrong thing. Jesus died. And John 3.16 famous verse. For God so loved. Not just a gangster. Not just a righteous. Not just the perfect. For God so loved the world. So it means that there was no favorites. There was no favoritism in his love. He loved the world that he died for the world. Are you following what I'm saying? So the scripture goes on to say, I think it's in the book of John, if I'm not mistaken. He says that if you say that you love God, sorry, if you, if you love God but you don't love your neighbor who you can see and you love God who you can't see, he says you're a liar. You lying. You lying. So the question that I have for you, as many of us boldly proclaim, and we boldly testify, and we boldly scream, I talk about your highest level of spirituality, your maturity, we boldly testify, and we boldly scream, and we boldly say it out. We love the Lord. We love the Lord. But how many of us Really love the Lord. Honestly, I know we like the Lord. Yes, we like the Lord. Show me your hand if you like the Lord. If you like the Lord, you really like the Lord. Oh, nobody likes the Lord. I like the Lord. I, I like the Lord. You like the Lord? Okay, I'm going to show you what love is, right? Because we don't understand what love is. So I just want to show you what love is according to the scripture and what God interprets as, as love. So you would see that we really like Him. But we don't really love him. Because you must understand, the Bible says, do not be deceived. Do not think God is a scapi. A scapi was an old term that we used to use. Eh? Hey, don't think God's a muntukababa. <laughs> don't think you can play around with God. God cannot be mocked. Oh, you can come and say to me, I love the Lord. Pastor Alistair, God looks at you and says, really? Because you can deceive me and I can genuinely interpret that you love the Lord. I can even say, hey, you came to church today, you love the Lord. But God knows that you might be sitting there and he knows that they don't really love me. Yes. I can say to anybody, I can say to Deline, Deline, I love you. But Deline would be the only one to know that if I really do love her. Are you following what I'm trying to say? She is the one that will be able to interpret. She says, oh, you hit me in the middle of the night. I don't think you love me. You do this A, B, and C. I don't think that that is love. Even though I professed and I said I love you. But the way she saw it was not love. But I said, I love you. Oh, I hope you're following what I'm trying to say. Yes. Some of you might say to your partners, I love you, babes. I love you, babes. And your partner will look at you. But just a few minutes ago, you were shouting and screaming at me. How can you tell me that you love me? Huh? You just told me, how can you tell me that you love me? Love doesn't do that. Love is not anger, love is not fighting, love is not resentment, love is not bitterness, love is not envy, all these things. Love is not all those things. So how can you come and tell me that you love me? Because most of the time, the way women interpret love 
is not by what you say out of your mouth. Oh, yes, some women, oh, they do get weak in their knees. Ah, I get so. When you say, baby, I love you. And they're like, oh, I love you too. Without you doing anything. Without you showing anything. Because they are just also open to love that. Yes, I love you. I love you, Cinderella story. Woo! You know? Green grass and your love is running and you jump and you catch them. But that's not, that's not love. I know a lot of people that said today, but I loved him. Uh, we, we, she's not here today. Uh, one of the sisters in the church, she came to me, she was with this person. Person, love, he said, I will not do this thing again for you. I will not do this thing again to you and stuff. He hit the person. He hit her so bad to the point where she nearly died. Marks, bruises, this, that, that, that. A family member of hers. Bad. But he loved her. He threw the child. She had a baby. He threw the child. Hurt her newborn baby. Because he wanted to, he wanted to finish her. After he finished her, I love you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He interprets that as love. Yeah. You see some men, you, go, you think that if you buy your, 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 your wife a chocolate, it will show her that, oh man, the guys at work can even buy her chocolates. You understand? But you interpret it as, I love. Some of you feel that if you have sex with somebody, it's an indication that you love the person. No, it's not genuine love. Yes. So a man feels that, oh, if I, if I have sex with a woman, I, I love the woman. I'm not, some men are, but I'm just talking about generally. If we have sex, then it's love. But a woman doesn't interpret sex as love. Some women. Yes. Some women don't. Some women interpret when you take up a broom and sweep. She says you love her. <laughs> some women, when you do the dishes, she, you, she says you love her. Some women, when you talk to them with respect, they say, oh, you love me. You understand? And likewise, vice versa with a man. If you're a lady and you just keep on shouting and screaming and stuff, it shows him that you don't love him. It might be in his mind. I'm not in his head, so I don't know. Maybe you shouting shows him that, if she really loves me, she's shouting at me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there for anybody. Yeah. You, you understand? So I'm not in your head to, to interpret what you see. So that means that love, as much as we say we do it, we, we love each other. Love is extremely hard and difficult. So whenever somebody says love is the basics and the elementary teachings of Christianity, they lie to you. They're not telling you the truth because love is one of the greatest maturities of a believer and the spirit, most spiritual person knows how to love without reservation. Without reservation. You can talk about, about me now. Tomorrow you walk out, I'll come and I love you. I love without reservation. Because think about it for a moment. If God says he loves us, right? Do you know if God interpreted love the way we interpret love? If God interpreted love the way we interpreted love? 
all of us, this church would be empty. I won't even be preaching. If God interpreted love the way we interpreted love. How many times we messed up Ricardo? How many times you disappointed? How many times you let him down? How many times you denied him? How many times in the place when you were supposed to make his name great, you never make his name great? In a, pl- in a place where you're supposed to stand up with integrity, you never stand up with integrity. In that place. So how many times have we disappointed him? But what does he do? Guess what? He still says his grace and his room and his love for us to come back. Oh, yes, there's love and there's room for you to come back regardless of what you've done and where you've been, the color of your skin. I don't care who you are. There's grace and there's love enough to come back because God is love. People might not love you. People might not like you. Hey, so what? Let them sit down. You continue to do you and let God do what he needs to do in your life. So what if they don't like you? I'm not interested in that. If you died to yourself a long time ago, you would realize the, peop- the opinions of people don't really matter in your life anymore. Because all that people can just do is talk, 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 talk. Lots of wind. Wind comes out of their mouth. Wind. The north wind, the Bible says. The north wind drives away a contentious decision. Remember we read, I think it was in Isaiah, the north wind. It's a, a wind that brings rain. Sorry, it drives away rain. When the rain comes, it's called in science, it's a north wind that just drives out that rain away. So when we have wind coming out of our mouth, it causes a lot of problems. So look at your neighbor and say, stop talking wind. Amen. Stop talking wind. So, if love What am I showing you this morning? I'm showing you that love is difficult. I'm not trying to show you that love is easy. I'm showing you that love is difficult. Love, whether it be between a husband and a wife, whether it be between a brother in the church, whether it be between a sister and sister, brother on brother. I'm not talking about homosexuality now. I'm just talking about normal love, loving one another. If love is difficult... It means the way we practice our spirituality is through love. Jesus said this, the way that they're going to know that you belong to me, that you are spiritual, that you are one of mine, it's not when you go, It's not when you prophesy. It's not when you see somebody that is sick and you raise them up. It's not that when somebody is there, it says the way they're going to know that you are with me. The way they're going to see that you're one of mine. The way they're going to identify you as a Christian. The way they're going to say that as for these people, they've been with Jesus. They don't have to know the whole story. You don't have to show them signs, wonders, and miracles. He says the way they are going to know is when you have love for one another. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. It's like you're eating chicken at home or something. Are you there? Are you there? You're not eating at home already? Ah, he says that this is how they're going to know. This is how they're going to sense it. This is how they're going to mock you. It's when you have love for one another. What am I trying to show you, church? 
What am I trying to show you? That love is a very difficult thing. That's what I'm trying to show you. However, we have been commanded to love. And if you do love, you show a high level of spirituality. You show the greatest level of spirituality. There are people even sitting here, you resent some people. In your heart, you have anger, you have frustration. I'm not saying the people are in here, but I'm saying you resent some people in your heart. That's not maturity, that's not love, that's not spirituality. It's not spirituality. Pastor, you don't know what they've done. I don't care what they've done. I don't care what happened. Oh, you want there when you abuse me. I don't care. Well, I, I care that you were abused, but I don't care about... You understand? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is it so bad that it can prevent you and stop you from going to heaven? So you rather hold that resentment than go to heaven. Because remember the scripture says, if you don't forgive, your heavenly father won't forgive you. So it means this, I hope I'm teaching today, I know you're very quiet and I hope I'm teaching properly. That if you don't forgive, your heavenly father won't what? Forgive you. So it means that my, for, my forgiveness, because I know I'm going to mess up. I have to forgive you, Ricardo. Because I know I'm going to mess up. And I expect God to forgive me when I mess up. So why must I hold things against anyone? Perfect demonstration of spiritual maturity. Of spirituality. Automatically church growth will take place. It's when we love one another. Now I showed you <laughs> how difficult it is to love. Can I teach you what I want to teach you? Amen. So I want you today, the topic of my message is to attempt, attempt to love the Lord. Attempt to love him. When we say attempt, I mean try. Make an effort to really love the Lord. Jesus speaks to Peter and he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter, oh Lord, obviously, come on. And he says, feed my sheep. Hey, but Jesus wasn't convinced by his answer. He says, Peter, again, Peter, do you love me? Oh, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. He goes to him the third time because the second time Jesus wasn't convinced. He says, Peter, do you love me? And the Bible says, at the same, Peter was offended in his heart. He was offended. His heart was broken to the fact that Jesus was asking him so many times, do you love me? He didn't know that Jesus never see his mouth moving. Jesus saw his heart. So the Bible says that, do you love me? And he says, feed my sheep. And Jesus spoke to him and showed him how he really, really doesn't love him. 
Jesus showed him that there's going to come a time where your love for me will be on a test. There will come a time where your love for me would have to be displayed. But I'm giving you a warning now. <laughs> and I'm asking you, do you really love me? Because when the rooster crows three times, you will show me that you don't love me. But Peter, do you love me? But yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed machine. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. He says, Peter, the rooster is going to crow. Crock. Is a crock or crow? Crow. Something like that. Three times. And you will betray me. So you must know that when Jesus brought the question to him, he saw something that Peter never see. He saw something that Peter did not know about. But he knew that Peter really didn't genuinely love him. So my question to you and God is presenting this. Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Break up with that person. Do you love the Lord? Yes, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Do you love the Lord? Do this. Do you love the Lord? Sanctify yourself as holy to me. Do you love the Lord? Go and preach. Do you love the Lord? Go and sing. Do you love the Lord? Get saved. Do you love the Lord? Stop drugs. Do you love the Lord? Stop drinking. Do you love the Lord? Stop. Ah, everything that God loves. God, when he interprets love, he interprets it as an action. Not as a word that comes out your mouth. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Do you love the Lord? Give your heart to him. Hey, I'm not ready yet. I'm still young. I'm still fornicating. I'm, I'm still... But hey, do you love the Lord? I'm trying to show you that you don't really love him. You like him. You like him a lot. You like being in his presence. It's a possibility that you love your partner more than you love the Lord. It's a possibility that you love drugs more than you love the Lord. It's a possibility that you love alcohol more than you love the Lord. Because whenever God says, do you love me and give up something, you always have an issue between giving up that thing and your love for God. Oh. They have an issue with it. I told you we're a spiritual place. I have to teach you spiritual things. Never come here to tell you when you love the Lord, you're going to turn around five times and you're going to get blessed. Uh, your house is coming, your car is coming, your miracles on the way. Get ready, get ready. Uh, turn around three times. God is about to do it in your life. Uh, you're about to live your best life. Uh, God is pouring out his glory on you. Uh, ah, there's a promotion that is coming your way. Your job is coming, your house is coming. Mm, the thing that was lost is now being found. No, God is telling you about loving him uh, and attempting to love him. He's not interested in giving you all those things. Ah, 
Turn around, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Ah, someone will even say, I've been ready. Yeah. Not turn around, turn around, look at the person next to you. That's your husband, that's your wife. No, 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 no. Don't turn around, please don't turn around. Just, just look straight, just look straight. Don't do it, don't do it. All right, so we're not here for that. Church is a spiritual place. We said that we have to be spiritual. So God is asking, do you love him? Do you love him? I remember when it was COVID time, you would see people with their uh, cigarettes. The president is saying that we can't buy cigarettes anymore. You must see the memes and, and the alcohol. They're holding on to the alcohol. <laughs> Tomorrow, all the taverns and all the shopees and all the places we can buy shut down. You'll see the crying in their faces. People were panicking when there was no cigarettes. People were paying 20, 30 rand for five loose. Hey, the teeth are hard. It was hard to get a black label. You couldn't just, we are, we are making pine tops. We are doing things on our own. Life was tough. It showed. It showed us, it showed us how much we really, 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 really love these things. It showed us where people, were, they couldn't cope. They couldn't cope. Packet of cigarettes, 120 rand. And you were paying for it. You couldn't cope. Life was tough. How much are you paying for cigarettes that time? You got it as normal price? 70, he said he paid 70 rand. Must not even be Stuyvesant. Not even Stuyvesant or anything. Not even courtly. The one that makes sure they write it will give you cancer. Yes. But you love it. And even when it comes to cigarettes and stuff. Genesis on the box, you know what it says? Smoking causes cancer. Bold. Gives you a warning that you might get cancer. And it says there. But what we still do, we smoke. And we come to church and the pastor gives you a warning. That if you don't repent and go to, and you're going to go to hell, you don't stop your ways, you're going to go to hell. The warning is there. But you still go back. How stubborn we are as humans. At the, at the opening, I, I made an example of a chicken when we were in barracks. I said, this one chikunas, they were all in their, uh, in their house. I'm saying house because I don't know the definition of where they stay. In their hen or whatever. Yeah. So they were all together in their house, right? <laughs> and they were sitting in their house. And they went to now, this one chicken specifically went to KFC. And he went to Chicken Licken. And it wasn't like they went to go and visit. They were just in the van. And uh, owner of the van was very angry, so he went to Chicken Licken and KFC. And the chicken saw through the window, like large, a full chicken on the plate. And the, and, the, and the waiter was going to give somebody this full chicken to eat. The chicken got a shock. Because every limb 
um, the people were eating and enjoying the KFC and they were enjoying the nano. So it was under pressure and it was sweating much heavily because she, the chicken thought that I'm going to be there. That's my cousin. That's my auntie. I might be there. I might be meat in somebody's mouth. Chicken was very, very worried. She goes home and she warns all the chicken in the house. Hey, guys, you must run away from this place. I went to, I went to the owner and we drove past a place called Chicken Licken and KFC. Hey, Michael, I saw your auntie. They were eating her up. I remember because there was a mark on her foot and I saw that mark on the bone. I remember that was your auntie they were eating. Remember you were worried about whatever happened to your uncle. Your uncle was being eaten at KFC. They were eating. Guys, I'm warning you all now. Let's run away from this place. Let's kick down. Because if we don't, we're going to end up like our uncles and our aunties. They rejected him. They said, ah, you're talking nonsense. These people, they, they love us so much. They'll never, they feed us every day. They take care of us. Yes, they feed us so we can be big to eat. He said, no. He says, no, come on, I'm telling you, let's go. They refuse. The sound of the door opened. It was the owner. <laughs> he says, guys, run. They come in for us. They say, ah, you're talking nonsense. Took them. They killed them and they made them KFC and they made them chicken. But, but what happened? They received a warning. <laughs> but they never do nothing about that warning. You receive a warning. But what do you do about your warning? I mean, say, hey, I still got a lot of time to love yo, 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 yo. Got lots of time to love. I got a long life. Me, I'm still young, bro. There's a lot of things I want to do. Go to go evangelize Julian. Hey, I'm still young. I got lots. Long. I don't plan on dying now. Who told you you got power to control when you're going to live? Yes. They were they were burying this youngster yesterday, Lawrence. We did an open air while we were doing the open air. The funeral procession was going through. The coffins and everything. Nice cars, you know. Beautiful procession and stuff. But little do they know that he's not in that coffin. His body's there, but he has gone a long time. I don't know how he died, whether he got shot or what, but the moment he got shot and the moment he's, he, he died and he dropped, and at the time of death, whatever, that person was gone. He was being judged. He was being judged immediately. And how he lived his life, God will judge him, and I don't even need to explain to you. I don't even need to explain to you. How we live this life, God will judge. How you live your life, God will judge you. So do you really love the Lord or do you love your alcohol? God will judge you based on how you really love the alcohol more than you love him. God will judge you based on how you really like that woman more than you love him. God will judge you based on how you really love the drugs more than you love him. God will judge you based on how you really loved your friends more than you loved him. God will really judge you based on how much you loved your family more than you loved him. God will judge you. God will judge you one day. You will be judged according to the works that you have done, according to what you have done. And love is not words. Love is action. 
So you're going to get judged based on the works. Remember I told you to get saved and you never. Remember I told you to do this and you never. Remember I told you to stop that and you never. Remember I told you to go there and you never. Remember I told you to sing and you never. Remember I told you to dance and you never. Remember I told you to shout and you never. Remember I told you to scream and you never. Remember I told you to surrender and you never. Everything that you were told to do, every work that you were told to do, you are going to be judged based on the works that you have done. And the ones that you never do, you fail to do. So my question is, do you really love the Lord? So, I, I feel the anointing as I'm teaching this. Do you really love the Lord? Are you attempting to love the Lord? What is attempting to love the Lord? Attempting to love the Lord is when God says, let go, I'm using examples, let go of someone and what you do, you attempt and you let go. As much as it will be extremely hard and difficult for you, as much as there will be some nights that you cry, God is testing you. God is putting you to a test. God is putting you to a test. Do you really love me? Let go. He's putting you to a test. And what's the test? Sometimes it is that God doesn't want you to let go. But he's just testing to see if you love him and you will let go. Yes, he's testing to see. But most of us fail. What did he do to Abraham? I need to look at my time. What's my time? Okay, cool. We finished 11 o'clock, so it's okay. He says, when you look at Abraham's life in Genesis... God says to Abraham, Abraham, guess what? Take your only son. Oh, it is difficult for his wife to give birth. She had a problem with uh, fertility, Sarah. She was an old woman. She was excited. She had a finally, she had a son. Imagine, how many of us, when we have a, um, Celine, when your baby came, how excited were you? Very excited. I'm a baby, yay. So you can imagine when she finally did give birth, how excited she was. Sister Caroline, I remember when you were in hospital, we were talking, like all the pain and everything. But when baby came, how much of excitement was that? So imagine somebody takes your son or takes Hopi away from you. Brother Emmanuel says, Caroline, I was fasting and I was praying. And the spirit of the Lord spoke to me. But he doesn't tell you what. I just need to take the boy. The girl. And in his heart he knows that he's going to sacrifice his girl. How much of thoughts was running in Abraham's mind? My wife, what am I going to tell her when I come back? How am I going to hold the knife on my only son? Not, not my only son. There's no one to take my legacy. This is my only son. I'm going to hold the knife and poke him. And, and put the knife through him. How am I going to kill my only son? I know the devil's a liar. Lord, you, 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 you can't be serious. You must be playing games. In Abraham's mind. In Abraham's thoughts. This is not real. This can never be real. Can never. But God said it. But you know what I love about Abraham? Was that he really, really loved the Lord. 
I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't know even if now I'll have the, the guts to take Elijah, Naomi, or Leslie Ann and put a knife through them. I don't think I will have the guts. Celine, do you think you'll have the guts? Imagine a prophet comes to you, Pastor Ramon. The spirit of the Lord said to me, I must tell you that you need to sacrifice zeal and you need to put a knife through her and kill her. God said that he wants you to do it. Tez! What? She, she'll probably go crazy. She'll go crazy. And anyone else will go crazy for that matter. Can't do it. There's no way I can do it. But Abraham knew the voice of God and knew that God was speaking. And because he really, really loved the Lord, he went. Now, was God really wanting him to kill his son? No. The test there was, do you love me? But God never showed him that I'm testing you. God never tell him that I'm putting you to a test. God never tell him if you're successful in this one, boy, oh, you're going to come out on top. Most of the times, currently, some of you are on tests, but you don't know it's a test. You're on the test. You, right now, your life is a test. If God is saying to you, let go of somebody, it's, there's two things. It's either God wants you to let go, number two, or it's either God is testing to see if you will let go, but you don't know it's a test. Oh, I don't know if I'm preaching to the right crowd. Maybe tonight I'll have the right crowd, I mean, I'm not sure. So, you would see that he speaks to Abraham, but he hides what this whole story is about. Abraham takes his son, puts his son on the altar. The son asks him, Daddy, why I'm here? How do you look at your child? I'm here to sacrifice you, boy. I'm here to kill you. The son says, Daddy, where's, where, where's the sacrifice? How do you tell your son that you are the sacrifice? Abraham said, God will provide. Abraham takes the knife. He takes the knife. He's getting ready. God is, God is watching. Listen to this. God is watching you. God is not blind, no. God is watching you. He's taking it. As he was about close to stabbing him or putting the knife through, God says, Abraham, stop. Now I know that you love me and I know that you listen to me and you will obey me. So did you see? Because Abraham could have said, God, I love you. Why did he have to go through that process? Because I love you is not how God interprets love. I, I don't know if you are here with me. I hope I'm teaching you good today. So you have to attempt to love God. So my question would be, and I want to pray, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? 
Shanice, do you love the Lord? Celine, do you love the Lord? Colin, do you love the Lord? Geronimo, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Sister Jackie, do you love the Lord? Albert, do you love the Lord? Ricardo, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord, Keisha? And without a shadow of doubt, you would know that there are some things that God requires from you. There are some things that God wants from you. And yes, you might be holding on to it. Yes, you might be doing it. I don't know. I don't know your situation. I'm not just talking about those that have called their names out. I'm talking about everybody. I don't know your situation, but there are things that God wants. You see, there was somebody I know that they were saved. And from being saved, they were smoking cigarettes for 20 years. Be saved, but smoking 20 years, even more, but still saved. Oh, you don't like me today. I know it's fine. I told you you came to a spiritual place. Yeah. So, they are smoking for 20 years. Now, my question would be, that person really loves cigarettes. And have they attempted to love the Lord by stopping? Have they attempted to love God by stopping? Are you smoking like a chimney still? Seven packets a day? No, some smoke two packets a day. You're not in this place yet. Don't worry, it's fine. You're not in this meeting. Someone else, another church, not this church yeah. Amen, hallelujah. You'll smoke one cigarette a day, hallelujah. So, you, you would see that, are you smoking the same amount? Or have you attempted to love the Lord by reducing the amount of cigarettes that you smoke? Have you attempted? My mother, when she got saved, right? And I know for some of us, it's not so much in this case. I always say my mother was a liquor lip. She's laughing. She knows what I'm talking about. Yes. She gave me a hard time. Oh, I mean like, mommy, you gave me a hard time? A hard time. She said no, but she, she wasn't saved then, but she gave me a hard time. Right? I was saved. She gave me a hard time. You know, what, you know what it's like to... They have family members that are not serving God and you serving God. It's not an easy thing. It's a challenge. So she was my challenge. I mustn't lie. You were my challenge. You were my thorn in my flesh. But now you're my blessing because you're serving the Lord. You understand? So she was my thorn in my flesh. She was the thorn in my flesh. I won't lie. My mother was my thorn in my flesh. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for salvation. Hey! Hey, I can talk to my mother about God now. Hallelujah. Yo, 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 yo. Amen. So, anyway, she, she was a liquor lip. <laughs> and she used to smoke. And Auntie Mavis, the eye openers, you know, the eye openers, they were best bras, smoking and drinking. And so, Auntie Mavis would always come. She'll come with a quartz into the kitchen, they go, lighting their cigarettes. <laughs> Having conversations while they're cutting onions. She's cutting onions. You know, that, that's how it was. But when she got saved, when she gave her heart to the Lord, instantly she stopped smoking. 
She stopped drinking. I was like, wow. For some of us, it never happened like that. For some of us, it's a process. For some of us, we still bub every now and again. But are you attempting to love God and even trying to stop at least a little of the smoking, a little of the cigarette, a little of the drinking? Are you attempting? You see, salvation is a process. We call it the sanctification part. Where God is doing things in you to make him more like himself. Because not all of us are perfect. But to get a result like that, it's an amazing thing, right? How many of us can say we had a testimony like that? The moment you got saved, you just stopped. Most of us don't have that testimony. Because most of us know that it was a process. You understand? So in a case like that, it's different. But in your case... Are you attempting to love the Lord by stopping? Are you attempting to love the Lord? I never read the scripture, right? Let's read the scripture in Matthew. Matthew 22, verses 35. I got 10 more minutes. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him. Matthew 22, 35, sorry. Matthew 22, 35. Are you only joined this word? Amen. Amen. Matthew 22, 35. Are you there? The Bible says, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all your mind. So what they say, which is the greatest commandment? I mean, the greatest commandment. Not which is just a commandment. Which is the greatest commandment of them all? We have, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, you shall not murder. I'm, I'm saying, you shall, you shall not uh, uh, covet your neighbor's goods. Lots of commandments we have in the Bible in Exodus chapter 20. Lots of them we have. Ten, namely. So he says, out of all the ten commandments that are found in Exodus, that you gave Moses and you wrote on the tablets, which was a spiritual encounter, a spiritual moment, which one of the commandments is the greatest of all the commandments? And that you will be able to, if you obey this commandment, you'll be easily be able to obey the rest. Which one of them is it? Tell us. And he says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord. The first commandment is to love the Lord. Why? Because if I love the Lord... I won't hurt you. If I love the Lord, I won't do anything that is sinful. Why? Because I love the Lord. Because I love the Lord. Because I love the Lord, I won't talk about you. Because I love the Lord, I won't stab you in the back. Because I love the Lord, I won't pick up that that alcohol. Because I love the Lord, I won't do the drugs. Because I love the Lord, I won't sell drugs. Because I love the Lord. Nobody has to tell you to not do other stuff. You already know not to do those things because you love the Lord. Love is 
Love completes everything. Love is the perfect and the greatest commandment. Love is the greatest commandment. It would be as though the law doesn't even, it would, it would be or it would seem as though the Lord wouldn't even need to be mentioned in your life. If somebody talks about do not do something, I'm like, Guru, I stopped doing that thing a long time ago because I love the Lord. It would be like the law is not even something. The Bible says the law is our schoolmaster teaching us, shows us our sinful ways and how we need a savior. But when, when, you, be, when you love God so much, it would be like, to, do you really need to tell me that I mustn't commit uh, murder? I love the Lord, I won't commit murder. Do you understand? It's out of my position from love. Let's continue and then I'm going to close. Amen. I really hope you're getting what I'm saying. Let's continue. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all your mind. You see, there's parts over there. He's specific. Now, these are the words of Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. That means your emotions. Emotions, 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 emotions. Love the Lord is one place where the Bible is saying that you must use your emotions. Instead of allowing your emotions to control you, when you love the wrong people and you're loving other things and feelings are all in the way, there's one place where the Bible tells us to use our emotions. It's when we love the Lord. Make sure your emotions are involved when you love the Lord. Not just your mind. Make sure your emotions are involved. Make sure that every part of you, your heart first, then your soul your emotions. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you know that saying is that? Have you ever seen it on TV, where, or in a movie you've watched, the girl says, or the 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 girl says to the, to the boy, "I love you." I love you, and there's that moment of stillness. The man doesn't say, "I love you." And then her heart gets sore. And then later on in the movie again, she says, I love you. And when he's emotionally involved only, he'll start to repeat and he'll say, I love you. Yeah. When he's emotionally involved. Some of them, not all of them. I'm talking about these are, what you call this thing? These are chick flicks. I know you like chick flicks. These are chick flicks. In real life, we're not sure... You know, we're from the Kali. You can say, I love you to anybody, and that goes, hey, I love you, baby. <laughs> Girl, have you, hey, there's a boy that said he loves you yesterday, yeah? We were in an open day. You looked high and drunk. Like, mm, I'll do anything for you. I'll change my ways for you. And he was older than her. I said, you know how old is she? She's 14 years old. You're telling the 14 year old you, you love how old are you? He lied about his age. He said he's 19. Age had nothing but a number. He said, I'll marry you now. Yeah. And we said, jail and nothing but a cell. They say, yeah. He said, I love you now. I love you. I said, we'll lock you up. You will go to jail. She's underage. And so, and he kept on looking at her with those eyes. While she's taking the photo. She says, she came to me, she said, dad, those eyes are demonic like... Hey, make, give me a moss to put around my face. Made him feel, she, he made her feel uncomfortable, but he was like, I love you. So in the first time seeing her, 
Don't come and tell me this didn't love at first sight. The devil is a liar. Lust at first sight. If, any, if ever somebody comes to you and tells you love at first sight, look at them and say, my brother, I'm spiritual. That's lust. That's not love. I know what love is. You see me today, you tell me you love me. I'm not from the gully anymore. I'm from heaven. Hallelujah. I descend from heaven. Don't come and lie to me. Amen. Hallelujah. When I was in a, when I was a, let me, can we say wood rats in church? Okay, cool. When I was a wood rat and moving around, you can say you love me and I'll, yeah. But now that I'm spiritual, I'm from above. I see your lust. I don't see your love. Yeah, so I hope I'm bringing bad news to all the brothers here. Amen. Hallelujah. So you would, you would see that in that case that he did that is because he, he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what it is. See, I forgot my train of thought, right? So then he says, with all your hearts and your mind, sorry, I was talking about your emotions. Loving God with your emotions. And then he says, this is the first and then the greatest commandment. The first and the what? Greatest. You see, God knows proton. He puts what is great in its place. And everything after that Loses its value. And then he says this. The second one now. He says that's the first. But I want to tell you the second one. Can I tell you the second one, Baba? You don't want me to tell you? The second greatest commandment. Oh, he's smiling. The second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I hope that you will practice that. It's to love your neighbor as you love your Your neighbor can be playing that house music. In the middle of the night, you can't sleep. You have a commandment because the second commandment is to love your neighbor. You know your neighbor had an onion, but they didn't give you. Your second command is to love that neighbor. Yes. And to love the neighbor to the point where even though you know they were drinking last night and they come the next morning and ask you for an onion, you still give them an onion. Or maybe some of you want to teach them financial responsibilities. Say, no, I don't have an onion. You must learn to manage your money. Yes. But you understand what I'm trying to say? The greatest commandment, all maturity, is to love the Lord. I spoke about a lot of things today. But I wish that you can attempt it. See, yesterday some of you showed that you love the Lord. Ten openers. Well, one team did five, another team did five. You attempted. I was, I was alone. And uh, praise God, Pastor Tobile came and just for two openers. I said, Pastor, please preach over here. Yes, and he, and he preached. In Iam Street, he preached. And then I preached in all the four areas. I was exhausted. Only me and Ricardo, we're busy with the sound. We're taking the sound off. We're putting, if Ricardo weren't there, I would have died on the third opening. I wanted the other team to go so that they can do that. And I went with basically people that have never been in an opening with me and stuff. And, and they did well. Samantha testified. Yes. Only now I remember who I never get to testify was your wife. Your wife never testified. 
She prayed. Next time, next week. Oh, not next week, the following. Yeah. You understand? But it was beautiful. Samantha's a preacher. I'm telling you something. Yes. Samantha did very well. Ricardo did well. I didn't even realize that Samantha actually can sing. I always thought that she couldn't. Like, I, didn't, I thought that she was hiding. I thought, you know, people that say they sing, like some of us, we uh, can sing, but we, we can't really sing, but we can sing, you know. Wooden mic, we got a wooden mic experience. So some of us got wooden mic experience. And there's nothing, and there's no problem with a wooden mic experience when it comes to working for the Lord, amen. We welcome wooden mic experiences anytime. However, though, she was a wooden mic undercover. Not she wants, she wants a wooden mic. She appeared to be a wooden mic, but she actually could sing. Me and Keisha, when she, when she sang Refiner, and we, can, we heard a voice, I said to Keisha, did you hear a voice? Did you hear a voice? Yes. So well done, Samantha. Amen. Let's give Samantha a hand. Amen. Yeah. She attempted... And one day she's going to attempt to lead a song. Yes, yeah, she's, she's going to attempt it, amen. The thing with God is this here, is that you can never say, I, I can't do it. The thing with God is that you can never say, I can't preach. I think I was talking to Bella. You can never say, I can't preach. You can never say, I can't minister. You can never say, I can't do this here, if you have not attempted it. You can never say, uh, uh, for me, church is not for me. Have you attempted it? You can never say, Jesus is not for me. Have you attempted it? And if you haven't attempted it, nothing will happen. You can never say, one day, I'm going to have a big business, Sister Piggy. Oh, I'm going to have a great business. But you never even attempt to register. You never even attempt to have a, a business name. So what will your... Big business be like something that you just wish in the air. I wish I'll have it. I wish I can do it. I, I, I got this business idea. And it will just be a business idea without you making any attempts. And that's the problem with our community. Is that we have lots of ideas, lots of, but nobody attempts to do anything. You see, when we started Mirabang Church, when we started Mirabang Church, there's no such thing that we can say that we had a capacity or we ready to have a second branch. But what did we do? We attempted it. We're going to open another church, second church. We're going to have Navy and we're going to have on the other side. What we're doing? Attempting it you'll see the results of somebody that attempts stuff. But to say that, one day I wish we will become a mega church. One day I will wish we'll have many branches. One day I will wish that we'll grow. If we had that mindset, we'll still be by Patricia Dava's crash. We would not be here. We'll be in the Christian and say, I wish one day we become a big church. We'll have the vision we'll be a big church. Look now between video recording, live, the sound. What are we doing? We're attempting for what is coming. We're attempting it. 
Sometimes on Facebook, it doesn't sound right. The quality is not right. But it's an attempt. And nobody can judge you for trying. Nobody can judge you for attempting, especially if they do nothing. If they do nothing, they judge you for attempting. So somebody will come and say, why ten openers? Have you attempted two openers? And they judge you for attempting. Nobody can judge you for attempting if they do nothing. Nobody can judge you for trying if they do nothing. Unless they come with wisdom and say, I've tried it, it never worked. I say, okay, you tried it, but now I'm trying it. Maybe it will work for me. Let me try it and see. Nobody can judge you. So if you have a business idea, if you want to do something, if, Ricardo, I remember you were doing Uber and stuff, attempt getting another car, attempt, attempted, attempted, attempt having a fleet of cars, and once you attempt having a fleet of cars, attempt owning taxis, once you attempt owning taxis, attempt owning buses, attempt, go to the bank, try it, what are they going to say, no, okay, cool, sort yourself out, come back again, what are they going to say, no, okay, sort yourself out, but attempt it, but if you sit down, and you don't attempt anything, and you say, I wish, and you sit down with your plans on a piece of paper, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, nothing's going to happen. You're unemployed now. Have you attempted making your CV, but you want a job? Have you attempted going down to their business saying, this is the field of my work, this is my qualification, please, I want a job. Attempted, hold your pride, put your pride aside, and go and knock on your door. Have you attempted it? Oh, you're looking for the right connection. You're looking for the right person. Sometimes those things never come. God is looking for you to attempt something. Stop sitting and wishing and hoping that the wind will blow in your direction and things will change. God is saying, attempt something great. Belinda, 2020, you waited too long to attempt your kitchen. You got the materials, you got everything. Attempt to start it. Attempt to start it. Start it. Even if you, because you're working, even if you are not personally there, somebody has a desire to cook, tell them, use my stuff and give me some money. You at work. There's things in here, there's this, there's that, there's that. Take my mobile kitchen and give me money end of the month. Attempt it. Attempt it. But if you don't attempt it, it's not going to work. Attempt if you own property. Attempt getting another property. Just attempt it. Just try it out. Listen to me. Try it out. Try it out. Look at your name and say, try. Try opening your own business. Try it. That's what I'm talking to you. Until, until, Pastor, they, they, uh, until Pastor Ali comes, I'm going to be talking to you about attempting great things for God. Today I talk to you about attempting to love God. Attempt to love God first. With every head bow and every eye closed. Maybe you are here today. You have not loved the Lord. Maybe you are here today. And you're not born again. Maybe you're here today and you're not saved. Mm.
Maybe you're here today and you're not saved. Maybe you're here today and you're not born again. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. You know you, you, you haven't really loved the Lord. I want to give you an opportunity today to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. I know time is gone. Please can you direct, you can direct into the mother's room, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You haven't really given your heart to the Lord. You haven't really committed your life to Christ. You haven't really attempted to love in Jesus. But you were saying, Pastor, I want to attempt to love God. I really want to love the Lord. I really want to serve God. I really want to, I really want to give God my all. I want to attempt it. Can you please pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus. I realize that through your preaching, even though I'm saved, even though I might be in the worship, even though I sing, even though I do this, I really didn't love the Lord. I really don't love the Lord. Based on what you told us today, what you taught, I realize I don't really love the Lord and I want to love God and I want to serve Him. Some days, some days I know I might not be perfect, but I just want to attempt it. I want to try loving God. I, I want to attempt being born again. I want to attempt being saved. If you are here, I told you, nobody can judge you if they have not attempted anything. If you are here and you're saying, Pastor, I'm ready to attempt. I'm ready to do something great for God. I want you to get up on your feet right now and just come and stand with me in the front. Just come stand here with me. Don't worry about people. Don't worry about what people will say. Just come and come on. Let's give her a hand as she comes. I know there's more of you. You just make your way down. Come on. Just make your way down. Say, I'm, I'm attempting it. Thank you so much. I'm attempting it. I'm attempting it. Just stand right here. I'm attempting it. I'm attempting to love the Lord. I'm attempting to do the things of God. I want to attempt it. I'm ready to attempt it. Yes. Thank you so much. I know there's more people that want to come. Before I pray, come and join them. Don't be scared. You have to attempt loving God. You have to attempt it. If you don't attempt it, you're never going to know what God can do in your life. So I'll give you a minute wherever you are. Don't leave this place not knowing. Don't leave this place unsure. Attempt to love the Lord. Attempt to do something for God. I'll give you a minute and I'll wait for you to come. Pastor, I want to love the Lord. I really want to love the Lord. I want to love the Lord with everything, Lord. Pastor, the Bible says that the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life. God wants to offer you life today. God wants to have a relationship with you. Today, you can choose to be born again. Today, you can choose to be saved. But you might say, Pastor, I do this and I do that. Yes, attempt to love God. Attempt to take a stand. Attempt to say, Lord, I'm going to love you. I'm going to try. Maybe the next day I might fail, but I'll pick myself up again and I'm going to try again. You see, don't let this opportunity go. Yesterday when we were at the opening, I said that some of us, we might not get opportunities to hear the gospel. This is an opportunity for you to really, really give your life to Christ and to make Jesus your Savior. Before I pray for them, won't you come and I'll pray with you as well. Say, Pastor, include me in this prayer. I'll pray with you as well.
Is there anybody else that wants to come? We must have continued to pray for them. Amen. Somebody is sitting there and saying, I want to come. But people are going to look at me come. People are going to watch me come. Oh, those same people that look at you and watch you come, they give you nothing. I don't remember when they bought bread in your house. I don't remember when they put food on your, or they, they put clothes on your back. But if you are here and you're saying, I really want to love the Lord. I really want to be born again. Come. Come right now. I'll pray with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, I'll pray with them. Can we lift up our hands? Can you set your hands towards them as well? Can you say this prayer? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Forgive me for all of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died for me. And from today, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. And I'm saved. Father, I recommit, I rededicate my life to you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these beautiful people. I pray your hand on them. I pray that you would give them the grace. I pray that you would give them the strength to stand, Lord. You would give them the strength to stand in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give them the strength to stand amidst anything, oh God, that they go through. Amidst their situations, Lord. Their trials, their circumstances. Give them the grace to stand in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you so much. Please don't go. There's Brother Lyle and Brother Emmanuel. They're going to take you and they're just going to talk to you for a few minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's give them a hand as they go. Amen. Oh, the Bible says heaven rejoices. Amen. Heaven rejoices. Hallelujah. Over one person that gives their heart to the Lord. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Were you blessed you came to church? Are you excited? Hallelujah. Um, I'm really excited for what God is doing and what God is going to still do. I know there's a couple of people, few people that never come to church today. Um, we just need to check up on them, call, phone, SMS, WhatsApp, and just find out what's happening in their lives. Amen. Um, don't forget tonight we meet at 5 o'clock. Please don't forget to come with a special offering. Even if you put it in an envelope, amen. Even if you put it in an envelope or you just drop it in the offering basket, it's fine for Bishop Daniel, amen. It's coming all the way from Peter Marisburg. He's going to be here the Friday, this Friday actually, right? This Friday and Saturday. So we want to bless him with an offering, amen. We don't want him to go empty-handed, amen, hallelujah. He never say that he wants anything, but we want to bless him with something that is good, hallelujah. And we're also going to need some ladies to make some briyani or something, amen, hallelujah. So on the Saturday, we can have a nice fellowship with him and as he imparts some supernatural wisdom to us, hallelujah. So it's going to be a good thing, amen, hallelujah. So we thank the Lord for that, amen. I'm going to call Sister Zaini, amen, and she's going to do... Uh, the benediction. I'll be outside waiting for you.